Easter. Mine was average at best. You know, I it mean, is. I'm an only child and I'm not married. I don't have kids. So it, it really, like, aside from the religious aspects of it, it's, it's just another day. Yeah, it was fine. I, I watched a lot of hockey and just. I watched a lot of hockey. Yeah, and just hung out. And that's about it. So, so we are a little behind. A little bit. Yeah, so we had our normal recording day on two Sundays ago was yeah. WrestleMania. So, was which was awesome. So anybody. You know, a couple people hit us up and it's like, I know you're not recording today because WrestleMania is today. And I was like, oh, good call. Yeah. Because we are not recording we today. We are not recording today. But yeah, so that was a ton of fun. We had a good like, 12, 13 people yeah. here. And I'm still a little surprised at some of the outcomes, but I think overall we kind of knew what was going to happen. But it was still a great show. I thought it was the best one, like, I said in at least six years, seven years. Yeah, man. I'm trying to remember the last one that really I, I was done. I was like, that was great. I think the last one where I was like happy just because CM Punk won the Money in the Bank. That was the only one I was like happy about. Yeah. And then I, I can't remember the rest of the show. The last one I really liked was the uh, Shawn Michaels uh, retirement match with Undertaker, their second one at WrestleMania. So that was like six 26, years ago. 26, yeah. Yeah. So it was a while ago. So. Wow. Yeah. You know, it always seems like there's so much hype going into that show. And then, this time it wasn't, man. I was like, I was really, I was, was talking about it. Like last year, I was down high, but it fell flat. And this year, I just kind of felt like it snuck up on us. And the and whole show was show. like, literally every single match was good. And then the only thing that was like, you know, I can give a crap about the musical performance, like we always Whatever, say. Man. And uh, but everything else on the whole show was I, like, good. Uh, I was surprised that Sting lost. Yeah. Um, and I was really hoping, and I knew he wasn't going to. I was really hoping Bray Wyatt would win. Because I figured I just, would. I figured they'd get him like momentum going to thirty two. So I figured they got to do that. Character is just so good, and everything about it is great. And he's going to be the time. new generation's Undertaker, as far as like the whole creepy thing, yeah. creepy, spooky, you know, type of guy. It's just so good. And I was, I, I think they did a good job of putting him over, even though they ultimately. It was a good match. Oh, uh, yeah, hear that he actually had a severely sprained ankle before that. He was in a air cast before his entrance. I heard and, that. Uh, and then crazy. I also heard and that... He actually wrestled for 18 minutes on him, like a sprained ankle, which is nuts. Did I hear that Undertaker was concussed during no, the No, 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 no. That was last year's. I read something about him. No, about he was, he was fine. Too. He was fine. He looked great, as opposed to last year, where last he looked literally half dead. And then my favorite moment, which this spawned a great music video afterwards. It's a suplex, suplex city. city <laughs> so the Brock Lesnar thing was awesome, so... I've, I said that to you already, so that's fine. It's anyway, so good. so good. So we'll get into hockey talk now. So as we said, we're really behind. So we're going to play. Yeah, so we're going to fast forward until the e- April games. Because but I, no one cares about losing. Yes, because all the losing and all of the controversial ones, we'll just do a quick, super two-sentence, one-word, something like that, and recap, whatever. Sure. Uh, so the last time we left you was the Winnipeg shootout loss. Yep. Then was the Saturday, March 21st, against Minnesota, where we got destroyed, 6-3. Yep. to three. Not a big deal there. That Sunday, the controversial loss to Detroit, 2-1 two two overtime. Yeah. The broken stick by Justin Abdulkader. There we go. And a uh, loss there. We're going to have to, at some point, um, address that rule or find a way to review I it. Think, I think they already said it's something that's going to be on the table after the whole thing. That was like, yeah. oh, they're going to, something's going to come up because that should be reviewable. Well, Every goal should be reviewable. And somewhat, I forget who it was, but of a good point, like a random Saturday in March doesn't really matter as much as it does like, like game, game seven. seven of the series or God forbid, that's a cup winning goal. Yeah, that's something that will live in infamy. So we, uh, let's see, what other games we got here? Oh, then rebound the Steen overtime winner in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 3 to 2, which pretty much started Pittsburgh's slide. Boy, talk, and talk about a team that might not make the playoffs. Yeah, that was pretty much the talk of today was the Blues win in Chicago and Pittsburgh on the verge of not being in the playoffs. There are four teams in the East right now. Three. 
what is it? Uh, them, Detroit, Boston, and Ottawa. Boston pulled ahead, and Boston's pretty much like okay. They're in the best shape of everything yeah. because they've won like six in a row, so they're good. But Detroit yeah. is like barely hanging on. Ottawa's two points behind them. They're making a run, and Pittsburgh is like, um, yeah, at ninety-five, and then I think Ottawa's at ninety-three, and then much of calls at ninety-four. Call it. Who's the odd man out? I really want to be Detroit. I do too. <laughs> just to really keep that streak. Too. I really Stop want to. Stop the streak. Yeah. But I think just because it just just. Uh, I want Otto in. Yeah. I think it's such a great story. I really want them in. Man, I was watching that shootout last night when they were going to six rounds, and then I was just like, "Come on, come on!" And then uh, they got lost. I was like, "Damn it!" So big game Tuesday night for them. Yeah. Pittsburgh and Ottawa play each other, so you got to think whoever loses that game is out. If Ottawa loses, pretty much they're. They'd have to they win. The they'd have to run the table and with help. If yeah. they win, they might be able to control their own destiny. Yeah, pretty much because even because they don't hold any of their tiebreakers. So even though they'll be tied with Pittsburgh and points, yep. they will not. Excuse me, not be able to pull ahead, which sucks because of Ottawa. It's such a good story. I agree. God, I want them in. I think that the Stanley Cup playoffs are better served the more Canadian teams make it. Yep, you're correct. And then the finish up March on an awful note. Blues lose two at home, one to Columbus four to two, and yuck. then to the Canucks four to one. Even more yuck. Correct. And then right there, Brian Elliott cannot is being kind yeah. called out and not being really playing really well. So then let's get into the April games where everything Can looks we good. Pause for a minute and talk about something that happened at the end of the Canucks game. Ooh, uh, which one? Okay. That started a controversy, which was. Um, fans were booing the team. Correct. And I personally, as a hockey fan, don't have a problem with fans voicing their displeasure. Now, a lot of the social media platforms I saw were very split on this. There were people who thought like me, and there were people who thought that as a fan, you never, ever boo your team. Mm, disagree. And it called people who, who booed during uh, a game bandwagon. Fair weather. Fair weather. And there's a difference. To me, a bandwagon or fair weather fan is someone who only sticks around and cares about the team. Or only comes aboard when it's like playoff time. I'll, I'll be honest. I will call myself flat out a fair weather like Cardinals fan. Like I'll go to maybe a game or two during the year and kind of keep track of standings. Maybe watch a couple games at home. Yeah, but, I don't care about baseball till August. But when play, yeah, but when playoffs come out, like September hits, like when, play, yep. when playoffs are getting started, I'll start paying attention and be. I all think bottom. part of that is because we're so used to playoff baseball here that we're spoiled. Yep. Um, but to me, when when you go to see a team, and if if these two games that we lost at home were games where they fought hard and lost in overtime or lost close. That would be one thing. But those two games were such poor efforts by the Blues that they deserved to be booed. Yeah, they would like, like they that, were that Vancouver game was bad. Brutally awful. And, you know, I, we, I got into a conversation on one of the forums and someone goes, so I guess you're going to boo, you know, kids – Little League game when they have a bad game. Well, no, because those kids aren't being paid millions of dollars to play that game as their job. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you're being paid that amount of money, I get you're never going to go 82-0, but the effort needs to be there. You know, you and I discuss this. You know that every game or every season, there's going to be a couple of games where your team's just not feeling it. It's either the end of a road trip or whatever. You're going to take a butt kicking. Mm-hmm. But when you're at home, you're not staying in a hotel, you're not flying, you didn't travel that day, there's no excuse for effort that bad. Yeah, I know. And they just got murdered two games in a row. Yep, to one team that's not even was going to make the playoffs like Columbus and Vancouver, who was playing okay, I guess you could say. And they were playing, okay. they were like, you know. They were, Eddie Lack has the Blues. 5-0. and oh. I'm kind of worried just based on that number. Like, if Miller comes back, I wonder who they would start, honestly, if we played in the playoffs. I, I think with the money they spent, that you got to start. It's kind of like what we had to do last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I so. mean, you got to start Miller. So, yeah, it was interesting. So, we'll get into that Calgary game where we're going to talk about energy and all this other stuff. 
Mind you, the Blues are out without their top two guys. The last two games we talked about, yeah. Alexander Steen has a lower body injury after the Columbus game, and Vladimir Tarasenko has a lower body slash you can easily tell it's an ankle. ankle. Yeah. <laughs> so he is they're out and it was announced to the end of the regular season at least. They'll be ready for the playoffs. They don't sure. they are day to day. Do you think if the team wins Tuesday, you think you see them come back against Chicago? Um, Hitch said today that he does not hesitate to put either of them in before the end of the year. But I would say Tarasenko skated today with no equipment. Yeah. He skated for 45 minutes doing cuts and endurance type thing. Steen skated for the third day in a row. So I would say possibly you might see Steen come in just to kind of get back into it, depending on what everything is. I would say you could have him come in, but maybe not go full bore the whole time. My but he would. But the yeah. thing is, like, they don't, they go full bore. They don't sit there and they, you know. My thought process being, if we win Tuesday against Winnipeg, you play Chicago on Thursday. If you win that game, you pretty much assure yourself home ice in the first round, if not locking up the division, depending on what goes on with Nashville. Nashville and But uh, if you would win Winnipeg, and then you come back and you beat Chicago on Thursday, that pretty much solidifies Chicago's number three. Yep, pretty much a Thursday. If you get Chicago zero to one points, you're pretty much yeah okay. Because I think we would hold the tiebreakers too. Or we're the yeah, season we have, series is tied two two. But uh, regulate it would come down to regulation they, wins. They may have one more than us. I thought we were even. I'll double check it. But uh, yeah, so it could come down to that game. So we'll see. So like this Calgary game, they came out flying. They really did. They uh, looked. You could tell that they had a fire lit underneath them. So, the first period, only one goal. Jaden Schwartz at the minute 16 mark is 25th of the year, assisted by OG. Pretty much a good uh, play in the corner. play by him, horrible play by Hiller. Correct. Hiller just didn't – it went to the far side, actually, after rewatching it. He just didn't, you know, track it, I guess. You know what this reminded me of is the playoff goal that tied game one against Chicago last year. Okay, yeah. Which was, I believe, Schwartz as well. I'd have to think about it. Where remember. he he had the puck in the corner, started to go behind, curled back around, and just backhanded it. Although against Crawford, he went, tucked it short side. Yeah. Whereas this one went across Hiller into the far side of the net. Yeah. So that was a uh, interesting. So the Blues like pretty much dominating this time. Almost I, mean, I think they're up to like thirteen to two in shots or something like yeah. that after one. Second period, twenty three seconds in. Paul Stas, I think, is his fifteenth of the year. A power play goal from Backus and Schwartz. This is just a nice little tic-tac-toe play. Great play. His own. Fantastic so, play. Uh, unfortunately, Blues did not hold the lead. Um, Sean Monahan, Monahan, just yeah. 30th of the year at the 335 mark from Yuri Hoodler and Johnny Goudreau. Monahan was one of those guys when they made that pick, I was like, wow, that is a stretch. Because that dude was like pretty much supposed to be a second rounder. Yeah. And 30 goals this year, rookie year. Pretty great. So, um Good deflection by him. Hoodler threw a shot towards the front. He deflected it past Jake Allen, who was starting this game. So, interesting. He changed it up to Allen now from Elliott, who has been going 0-3-2 in his last five. Yeah, and looking, again, what we've always said, he'll make the save that makes you jump out of your seat, and then 30 seconds later let one in that a fifth grader could stop. So, let's talk about the rest of the game here. Then I'll talk about an instance where I think kind of a good team builder type thing. Sure. Uh, so the third period, even though we were destroying them in shots, almost 40 to 13 at the time, 40 to 15 at the yeah. time, still two to one. Jonas Hiller is standing on his head. And really is. Luckily, uh, Yori Lotero gets his 12th of the year from Patrick Berglund at the 1645 mark. And then at the 1755, Patrick Berglund gets the empty net goal, his 10th of the year from Lotero and Stastny. So good play by Berglund, who... Stepped up this game, to say the really least, did. Uh, for the absence of two guys, and he looked like the player he did his rookie year. That play that ended with the Lutero goal. He curled, um, he curled around the back of the net and threw oh it towards man. the front, and Lutero's were wide open. Like that was a great hustle play. And it's the type of play that I don't care if you hate Patrick Berglund or not. If you can't understand the hustle play that that is, um, you just have no business watching hockey. Yeah, if it was like Jaden Schwartz, it would have been universally praised, like yeah. whatever. Or if it was Marcel Gock, or it was, Mar- or it was like even Steve Ott, for all you know. Yep. You know? But because it's Berglund's, oh, well, it's the only thing he's done the past three months. Yeah. 
which he even admitted, like there's an article in the paper, uh, last tale today that Rutherford wrote, saying, yeah, it's been a down year and he's been down on himself. But lately he said, I'm going to try to go to the net more and, you know, change little aspects of my game. And He's had a great run. Ever since he's had that healthy scratch, he's been a lot yeah. better. So maybe that just woke him up. So everybody was complaining about the team not having toughness or nobody sticking up for each other. So I think the Blues have a new um, – Blues fans have a new favorite player. They maybe forget about Vladimir Saboka now mm-hmm. and focus on somebody else. So the play at the end, near the end of the uh, first period, Brandon Bolig uh, decides to do a flying uh, elbow to uh, – into the boards and nail Barrett Jackman into the boards. Oh, dude. I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was, but luckily Jackman was, he was cut and yeah. bad. But literally, Bolig hit him, spun around, and Bertuzzo was there with his glove off, already punching him in the face. Correct. Which, um, and he started going after Bolig. Bolig was a St. Charles guy and uh, got a five minute uh, misconduct and a game misconduct. Bertuzzo racked up 17 minutes off that yeah. one play. An instigator, a fighting major, and a misconduct for you know pretty much jumping on a guy. But after the play, that's what you need. but that's what when you something need. Something like that happens. That's what needs to happen. And I think I I bet you the Blues might have sold a, quite a few Bortuzzo shirts that night after that happened. Uh, I saw a lot of people hop on Twitter singing the praises of Bortuzzo. Yeah, and even he's been playing good. He got back in the lineup, and Gunnarsson has been sitting. Um, not been the best. Gunnarsson. Yes. Yeah. Um. So there's a. I've seen a couple of things where some scouts have been saying that he should not be an be an NHL defenseman right now. The last ten games or so, he's looked very average, okay, very not good. So uh, a lot of bad things have been reading. So interesting. I'm kind of curious to see how that turns out. So, but well, Bortuzzo pretty much a plethora of defensemen. Yeah, so you can plug in Bortuzzo, but that might not happen now to see what happens in these later. <laughs> and the clinical playoff berth finally, because that was against uh, Calgary, yeah. who basically is the lowest team. That's a Ellis. Yeah. Excuse me. So the Blues go on Friday, April 3rd to Dallas. And this game. Took years off my life. This game. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Anyway, so it was a. Uh, don't even know what to say about it. So uh, is it Jake Allen in for this one? No. Is it, no, this is at Brian this Elliott. Brian Elliott. Brian, so Brian Elliott is in for this game. So everybody's so everybody's like, okay, it's Dallas. Dallas is technically mathematically still in the play. Yeah. So early on, um, a goal goes in, <laughs> and, uh, and another. And uh, well, Spezza uh, trips Elliott. Correct. Which uh, Elliott sells it. He sells it very well. So basically, it's called rule no goal instantly. So yeah. Patrick Eves doesn't get a goal. But uh, so later on in the game, uh, a second is the crossbar and like a one timer, which I thought was in. I was 100. percent I was like, ah, oh, it's going in because the way they're setting it up on this power play. Yeah. And then uh, Patrick Berglund gets a uh, his 11th of the year at 17:49. Patrick Berglund, no. two games in a row. Stop it. From uh, McCulloch and Bacchus. Uh, just side note, real quick. I'm really impressed with uh, McCulloch. Yeah, uh, I thought that his first few games as a Blue were. He's, Suspect. Yeah, then he's gotten. I think he's finally he's gotten got a rhythm. The hang of the system. So Berglund, a uh, couple deflection goals in in this game. We'll have forge out a little bit there, but this deflection right here. Unfortunately, the Blues can't hold the lead at 19:49. Travis Mullen gets a penalty shot. Yeah, I really disagreed with this call. I agree that it was a penalty, but he wasn't in alone. Yeah, McCulloch is a uh, diving back and gets. Uh, the rule is even if you even if you get puck. It's still considered a trip. Now, compared to the past, you got puck first, then body. It was, uh, it was a legal play. It was a legal play. So, a penalty shot, of course, Brian Elliott does not stop it, and the Blues are down. Of or not down, excuse me, one to one. Of course he doesn't. Why? Because it's Brian Elliott. Well, just because he just, he just struggles, man. Like, it seems like every time it comes to. Uh, he's. I'm just going to say this. He's not clutch. Yeah, right now. He's not. Until we, until we have proven, like, right now. He'll say like everything on his, his stats and everything. Yeah, his stats are really good, but he's like not name a big game that he's like shut. There's a, like a big game you can t- name off the top of your head that you shut down and you can't. Yeah. So the second period, which is a <laughs> okay. So we're gonna go through this. Here we go. The Blues, the Blues, and uh, Dallas uh, here set a record, an NHL record for most goals in a uh, four goals, four combined goals in 49 seconds. Yeah, which is an NHL record, like. All time, which is nuts. So the mind you, that game, the last one was at the nineteen forty nine mark, which was the penalty so, shot. Penalty shot. So fifteen seconds into the second period, Patrick Berglund gets another deflection goal. 
is 12th of the year from Shattenkirk and Yaskin. 16 seconds after that, the 32-second mark, Jaden Schwartz gets a two-on-one goal, his 26th of the year, from Oshi and Bomeister. And at the 38-second mark, Jamie Benn gets his 29th year from Tyler Sagan, which that's the one that I was just like, oh. he just literally walked up to the blue line and just snapped a shot and it beat him blocker side. It reminded me of so much of the uh, LA goal, the yep, goal. Yep. The, the difference between the two was I get that he used uh, Bo Meester as a bit of a screen, but that shot was so far out that you should be able to track it. Absolutely. In my eyes. It wasn't an overly hard shot. It wasn't like it changed direction. It was just a straight shot on goal from the blue line. Yep. So here's where it just goes to being off for the blues. So after the bend goal, I guess for a wee little break for a while, then at the 10 one mark, Tyler Sagan gets a 30-60 year from Jamie Benn. This is an unfortunate one where Elliot does make the save, but it hits yep. off Shattenkirk's face yep. and goes in the net. So I'll Didn't give him that. one of those last week? A couple weeks ago. I can't remember. I was trying to think of the game. Went off Bortuzzo, I think. Yeah, it was, off, it was Bortuzzo and Butler. It was off Butler. Butler. Right. I can't remember which game it was, but I remember it was Butler now. Yeah. So, and then after this, 14-40, Jamie Benn gets his 30th of the year, a little deflection goal from Tyler Sagan and Valerie Nishkushkin. It's only his first assist of the year, which is nuts because that guy, he, he's been hurt. He's been hurt all year and he's on the fourth line. So, and then right after that, the 15 23 mark, Antoine Rousseau gets his 13th of the year from Ryan Garbutt and Cody Eakin. Uh, side note since I saw Garbutt's name, people were saying how on the penalty shot, Garbutt came around and hit Elliott in the back of the head. Absolutely. So he did. She got a penalty, Slash but, pe- but people are saying, like, well, that's why he was just off then and stuff. Well, if you're off, get, tell Jake Allen to come in. Yeah. Put the team first. Don't put yourself first. Were you surprised after it got to be 5-3 and it seemed like this game was spiraling out of control mm-hmm. that they didn't pull Elliott? I was surprised. And I saw a lot of people saying that. And I, I said, really expected Allen to come into this game. I was I was really surprised, but then I was like, you know what? He played last night. Let Elliott out there and just get it out of his system. Just let him play because obviously if he can't stop anything and this game's going to get out of reach, just let yeah. it go. Because I really, after that, the Roussel goal where it just got stuffed in, where it, that should have been stopped. The right. Roussel goal and the first Ben goal should have been stopped. Uh-huh. And and then he's sitting there complaining about the, to the refs about Roussel how it was it was he should have blew the whistle and stuff. You watch the replay; it was sitting right in front. And he never had it covered. No, like from a distance, in a distance, like I was sitting there saying the same thing, like what the hell? He should have blew the whistle, but they show up close. It's sitting right between his legs. Damn it, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> true, and. um the Blues kind of crawl back into it at the 1934 mark. Jaden Schwartz gets his 27th of the year, his second of the game, from Petrangelo and Shattenkirk. So that this this was so this was awesome. Where Petrangelo and Shattenkirk work into the zone, drops it to Schwartz, who works around two guys and snaps like an awesome wrist shot uh-huh. past uh, Kari Luttonen, who is playing awful. <laughs> we complain about Brian Elliott. Correct. Kari Luttonen is like up to like four goals on 13 shots right now. Yeah. Or yeah, four goals on 13 shots. So the Blues, 5-4 going into the uh, third period. And you're like, okay, we got a shot, maybe. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. So I, of course, wasn't either either putting my daughter to bed or something or whatever I was doing at the time. And the 444 mark, McCulloch gets his fourth of the year from Oshie and Bomeister, where this kind of like throws it towards the front and winds up hitting off a first they gave it to Bomeister, because Bomeister was like in the fr- in front. Then they gave it to Laterra. And then they switched to McCulloch. So it kind of oh. bounced all around because it actually wound up hitting off a, a Dallas guy's skate. Got it. So, Blues have a power play. And I'm like, here we go. We're going to get this one. No. We don't. But <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, so, yeah. And that's the end of the yeah, good story, bro. Good story. Good story, bro. So, that's the power play. And uh, But it was right after it ended pretty much. So that's what I was trying to get to. At the power end. play, Jason. <laughs> At the 9.57 mark, Alex Petrangelo gets uh, his seventh of the year unassisted, where basically there's a scramble. Scramble, grabs a puck in the slot, and he has his back towards the goal, just spins and fires it, and Lettinen is scrambling and doesn't even see it. I mean, that is – that's a pure luck goal. You know, I think what Petro was hoping is that he at least gets it on net and there's a rebound. Yep. Um, Because we had a lot of guys. There's like three – Everybody was in front of the net, and it just happened. Like, it squirted right out to Petro. It literally like didn't even look, just one motion spin and shoot. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So, um, but you know that's that's smart hockey, and that's something that I think the Blues need to do more of. We 
we seem to have gotten back into this uh, rut of like wanting to make every goal a highlight real goal. And sometimes you just need to funnel pucks on the net and good things are going to happen. And this was a perfect example of it. You know, you, there's a scramble in front of the net. Lettinen's obviously tired. The, the team just came off a power play. The Dallas defenders are exhausted. Throw it on net. Good things are going to happen. Yep, and then Jaden Schwartz finishes it off for the hat trick. The 1938 mark is 28th of the year on this season. Second hat trick of the year. Second hat trick of the year, and actually, which I didn't know this until after way out, almost the next day, that it was like the anniversary of his sister's death too that day. Really? Which somebody was saying. So, uh, so it was kind of a, I mean, not cool thing, but it was kind of like a good tribute. It's a nice thing. memorial. Yeah. So it was very nice. So the big game Sunday national television. Oh. Uh, and. Blue's Everything, still, mind you, that's a holiday. It's a national game. Yep. Everything spells L for the Blues. Yeah. Haven't won a regulation game in Chicago since 2010. So it is. Uh, yeah, didn't start well. It's a two-on-one happened, and Jake Allen is in net for this one. Big stop on uh, Brian Bickle two-on-one with Andrew Shaw to start the thing. A great read by Allen, and also an awful drop pass once again. Yeah, you I, and I were talking about that during the game. Like, I don't know why this team insists on trying to do the drop pass all the time. But when the dude that you're dropping it to is two lines behind you, don't drop pass it. It, It's it's something. Yeah. It's one thing if you're crossing and the guy is five feet from you, but when the guy is legitimately two zones away from you, don't drop the puck, turn around and pass it back. Yeah, or you know, go forward. That's or, yeah, they teach you in anything you. but a drop pass. Yeah, so um, Blues play in Chicago, and uh, like you said, it just spells bad stuff for us, pretty yeah. much. Everything about this game, I was just like, this is going to be a massacre. So it's fourteen twelve mark. Chris Versteeg gets his fourteenth of the year for Marion Hosa. Bad so turnover. T.J. Oshie, not paying attention, just pretty much puts it run right right on the Hosa stick. And yeah, great assist by Oshie. And. Uh, Hosa finds Versteeg who's in front. Bortuzzo is, unfortunately, scrambling because he just got re-injured yeah. off of Jonathan Taves' hit. He hit Jonathan Taves and just kind of hit it awkwardly against yeah, the board. Yeah, I saw that. And he's just, like, in front, just can't get his footing and just, unfortunately, that leaves Versteeg wide open. And uh, one nothing after one, but pretty much even on shots. And I think, honestly, the Blues controlled the play. They did. There, there was, was a couple odd man breaks, but outside of that, there wasn't too much. This game was a very big puck possession game. Um, you know, it's been a while since these teams have played each other. And there's obviously been a, a, a few lineup changes between then and now. And you could tell that these teams were feeling each other out for the first 20 minutes. Yep. So good play by uh, uh, the Blues, I think, there. And a couple of interesting things happen here. So in the second period, let's do the goals first, and then we'll talk about the uh, hit that everybody's talking about. The yeah. Kind of- uh, even ESPN actually put something out there, which is crazy because they don't know they don't like hockey. So it's six oh seven, a power play goal by David Backus, uh, is twenty six of the year, assisted by Schwartz and Shattenkirk. A, a phenomenal pass by Schwartz. Correct. Second, I love David Backus getting open for that by just burying Brent Seabrook. Yes, makes it even better. <laughs> so and then uh, at the fifteen twelve mark, your boy. Who? Your boy. Oh, yeah. Ole Jokinen, his fourth of the year, his first as a blue, from a sister from Ty Ratty and Alex Petrangelo. Pretty much the shot hit, shot from Petrangelo hits Ratty, bounces right on Ole Jokinen's stick, oh, yeah. and he's right in the slot, and he buries it past Crawford, who was having a really good game so far. I, I, I was very, I hate to say it, but I was that, impressed. The breakaway attempt by Stasny that he stopped him twice on yeah. was insane. Yeah, and... Uh, there's a lot of there's a couple of po- the first period power play the Blues had where the Blues Pepper. looked like a really good power play. I think I think kind of five shots. Yeah, like the one with Stastny had one on the doorstep and he was slid across and read it perfectly. Yeah, so there was a lot of plays there. Oh, Jokinen gets a goal. Get that battle waffle. Yep. So there's a lot of good plays here. So let's get into the one everybody's talking about is when Brent Seabrook hits Ryan Reeves in the corner. Reeves goes down in a heap. And you think he's hurt or whatever. So they catch it on camera. He goes back to the uh, bench. and Pulls he his tooth pulls out. Pulls his tooth out. But luckily, it's a tooth that Seabrook, that, not Seabrook, but he lost already. And they played the Blackhawks earlier this year. Sweet. So he's like, ah, let's, let's shove it back up there. 
Well, and this so is, it's caught on national television, yeah. so it got picked up by obviously the NBC. And then actually, I saw it actually on the ESPN. Like you know, they put little highlights out there, and they actually sure. put that out there, which is nuts. keep in mind that hit is following two huge hits. One on Barrett Jackman, which I haven't seen. Nope, no discipline by no, English. No, no, nope. boy, he left his feet on that one. He did. And then right after that was the boarding call. Uh, where Petro got put into the boards. Now that one, I, I it was just he was turning and it, it was happened. Total timing. Thing. Yeah, like, it was. It, it would have been a clean hit if it was two seconds earlier or two seconds later. So, and that was the power play we cashed in. So, yep. but the so, uh, and, but seventy combined hits. Fifty for us. Jeez. The thing that uh, for the well, it was Andrew Shaw who did like kind of a flying hit at Bear Jackman. Luckily, Bear Jackman was. I don't know if he's bailing out or he was already losing his balance. Because yeah, if he, he saw him go backwards. Because if he wasn't, if he was standing straight up like Narvi would have, that he'd be out right now. Yeah, I'd be a hundred percent concussion. Like, it, and I'm. It's the thing is because there's no injury, there's gonna be no discipline, which pisses me off. Yeah. It's like the intent was there. Yeah, in Chicago. And correct, because people, somebody in Chicago, I saw pointing this out on Twitter. We're like, they call us dirty, but who has the most game misconduct since 2010? And it was like 15 for us and four for them. It's 2010. Since 2010. Oh. So it was just like, um, I don't care. But, like, when you have a guy flying, you know, yeah. through the air, hitting somebody. Andrew, because Andrew Charles, like, sucks. To put He's in awful. So I'm in I'd like the good point made by our uh, friend uh, Tyler on uh, from Beyond Checker Dome. He's like, it's okay that he's not suspended because I know he's going to do something stupid that's going to cost his team. So I'm kind of glad he's going to be in the game. So Fair I'm like, point. good point. So I'll take it. Allen holds the fort down, and the Blues Boy, does he. and the Blues shut the door, and the Blues take it for the first time since 2010 in regulation in Chicago, two to one. Yeah, yeah, that game took at least a couple months off my life. Um, the things that I really liked about this game once we got the lead was a Allen was aggressive in net. There were so many times where he came out to challenge that I thought were fantastic. Second. This team swarmed on defense in the third period. Aside from the first five minutes of the third period where Chicago really brought it to the Blues, uh, the Blues shut it down. They, they were taking away lanes. They were standing people up at the blue line. They were blocking pucks. They were doing everything that you want this team to do going into the playoffs. Um, the only sort of dumb play, but again, I, I think I would have done the same thing was Oshie going for the empty net with like 45 seconds left. If that puck is three inches to the right, it goes in the net. Oshie's a hero because he iced the game. But because it missed, God, that pissed me it's off. an icing call. Um, you see Hitch when he got to the bench? Oh, yeah. Hitch was upset. He looked at him and he was like, you could, he saw his exact words were, looked at him he's like, what the F was that? And then Oshie kind of like was skating away and then he started talking about the rest of the... Uh, I get it. I mean... But at the same time, you know, he got the puck at a dead stop. It's not like he was going to be able to do much else with it. Um, you know, you could clear it, but you have to hope you don't ice it. Why not take the shot at the net? I get that your team is tired. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I bet you if that play happens ten more times, I bet you he does the same thing at least eight of them. And the important thing was he took that puck away from Hosa at the blue line. Mm-hmm. Just stole it. Yeah, um, it was a really good play. And then yeah. you know, all he had to do was take, like, what, three or four steps? Yeah. Three or four strides, and he would have gotten it because there's nobody near him. Like, the defense was still rushing forward. Oh, yeah. Or he would have at least had a couple of steps to get by and get to the red line, at least dump it in. Sure. So, I mean, right there I was like, oh, man. But, but it worked I mean, out, so the blues, we'll take it. The Blues stand in Chicago up at the red, at the blue line that third period was phenomenal because the one thing that I've noticed over the last couple of months is, damn, we give up the zone so easy. And we finally stood our ground and stood people up to the point that even NBC, the people calling the game, made the comment, Chicago can't break the Blues press. They were getting past the first wave, but they couldn't get past that second wave into the zone. For a solid 12 minutes. Yeah. That so. was awesome. Yeah. So we'll take it. And with that, the Blues move in the first place. Yep. And uh, be an interesting last three games. 
So they played Tuesday. We're recording Monday, the 6th. They played Tuesday against yep. Winnipeg, all at home. Winnipeg, and then they play a rematch at home against Chicago. Then they wrap up the season against Minnesota on Saturday. So you're looking at pretty much the three teams you could be facing. Yep. So it's kind of a good early playoff test for You think you're games. one of those three teams is your first round opponent? It's very outside chance, like Nashville. Maybe possibly Nashville, possibly if you, if LA. You, if you falter or whatever. Possibly maybe. Calgary. Because Nashville has a pretty easy schedule, actually. Yep. They have Edmonton, Dallas, and I think Winnipeg. Uh, Chicago has us, Colorado. I forget who the other one is. I don't remember either. So, but yeah, so I remember we, I, we pretty much had the toughest. Yeah. Oh yeah. We definitely had the toughest because all three of those teams that we play are either fighting for a spot or fighting for position. Yeah. So let's get into a couple of blues notes before we, uh, move on here. So basically Steen is skating. Yeah. We went over, he's scared three days in a row. So he may be in, maybe not. He's not in for Tuesday. That's been confirmed. Sure. Uh, neither is Tarasenko for Tuesday. He was skating, so I'm like we said, more than likely both of them will probably be held out till the end of the year. Right. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But I think Tarasenko for sure. I think Steen, you might maybe see the last game of the year, or maybe the Chicago game. Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be, I would only be mildly surprised if he gets into the Chicago game. If he's out the rest of the year, I wouldn't be surprised either. So I really don't care. So I'm really focused on April fifteenth. Not focused on April. I agree. No, April eighth, April 9th. So as we talked about, Jake Allen is in net mm-hmm. for the Tuesday game against the Jets. So optional practice today, where not many guys skated. Just uh, Elliot was one of the guys who skated. Butler, um, basically the guy, the actress Porter, sure. McCulloch was skating. So they asked Elliot after the press did, like, what do you think of the plans? And here's the quotes. So I want you, your initial reaction. Uh, I kind of saw them coming, so I wasn't too disappointed, Elliot said. You want to be in every game, that's what you play for. Whenever you don't get the call, it's obviously tough, but you put the team first. How did he see it coming? Just feelings, Elliot said. With everyone on the outside reading into which goalie gets to start, Elliot chose not to say whether he also was reading into it. There's an inside voice and an outside voice, so Elliot said. I have my own feelings, so I'll keep them to myself. Um. And then so Hitchcock said, "Did it was it difficult telling Elliot? He said, Maybe for him, but not for me. I've got to do what's best for my hockey club. Absolutely right. So, Hitchcock, that is 100% correct. Um, I said last week after the Vancouver game that I was tired of the player loyalty and this guy's earned an approach. It's time to win. Um, you know, look, Elliot knows he's not playing his best hockey right now. Is he still the number one guy? Yes, of course he is. But he's not playing good hockey right now. Correct. And he knows Far that. from it, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. And I'll, I'll say this. The Blues weren't exactly playing their best during some of those games. I either. agree. I, I, it, I'm not going to put it all on Elliot. Um, the Dallas game, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, that's go a ahead. big one. Sorry, go ahead. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what your profession is, be it athlete or whatever. You know when you're not up to par. Um, and the fact is, in his last three starts ahead of the Chicago game, Allen has looked really good. Um, this is the first time, I believe, since the Jennings year that we have two goalies with 20-plus wins. Correct. Um, I don't think that you're going to see Allen play game one of the playoffs. I think what you will see is Allen start Winnipeg, obviously. Yep. If he wins that game, I think he plays against Chicago. If he wins that game, I don't know what happens. I would think that you would want to put Brian Elliott in there one more time before the playoffs start. Um, but if Allen rolls off two more wins in a row against Winnipeg and again against Chicago, you, my friend, have a legitimate goaltending controversy. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting there, man. You're just like, oh, man. It's... Here's my thing when it comes to Brian Elliott. A lot of Blues fans say, you know, he's earned his chance. He's earned his chance. Lest we forget Two of the last three playoff runs, 
Brian Elliott has been our goaltender in the playoffs. Yarrow Halak was injured three years ago. Halak was coming off of injury two years ago, and Elliott was the hot goalie, and we rode him through the playoffs. Last year was the Ryan Miller year. It's not like we don't know what we're going to get with Brian Elliott in the playoffs. We've watched that movie two out of the last three years. If you have a goaltender who is hot, you have to play him. Look at what Montreal did a handful of years ago with Carey Price and Halak. He wrote Halak all the way. All the, the way to the Eastern Finals. Yeah, almost all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like yeah. Two games short. I mean, to quote Herb Edwards, formerly of the New York Jets, you play to win the game. Correct. And you have to put your best product on the ice. And right now, that best goaltender is Jake Allen. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you can tell how confident he looked the other night, too. Because when there was a time, remember the Montreal and the Vancouver games where he didn't look good at all. Remember, no. he, got, he got pulled and put back in those games. Yep. Remember? Yep. So, it's just, the, it's just the hill, the peaks and the valleys. Like, unfortunately, it's not the 90s and 80s goaltending like it used to be where you have a guy you ride for, like, Grant Fewer for 70 games. I agree. Like, you're going to have to – like, we always thought it'd be kind of this way. Like, eventually, you'd see Jake Allen ascend Why Brian Elliott would – I didn't come think it would to be a mean. Quick. Correct. Well, I think I saw a lot of people predicting that by the end of the season, uh, Jake Allen would be number one, and I was like, no. I mean, I think it happened next year. Next year, yeah. You know, like right now, you have to ride the hot hand. I mean, look at like kind of like I'm not saying this is what happened, but like Jonathan Quick was how good he was mm-hmm. that one year, you know, and he just destroyed people that you're shutting people yep. out and. You know, yeah. so if you somebody that's like that, I mean, I rather I don't care if it's him or John Casey who's in that right now. I agree. I don't. I don't care who it is in goal. I don't care if this is a guy who they found living underneath the arena, who was homeless and jobless, and they're like, hey man, can you play goal? And he came in and won five games. And I don't care if it's Martin Broder if he was still sticking around. Hundred percent. As long like, as as long as he stops the puck and we get sixteen wins in the playoffs. Yep. That's all that matters. Do not care who it is. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, I get that from the player's perspective, there are egos involved. Does Brian Elliott want to be the guy? You damn well bet he does. Does he know he's not playing his best hockey? Of course. It's a bit of an ego thing. What Kim Hitchcock said is all that matters. Was it difficult for Elliott to take the news? Probably. Was it difficult for Hitchcock to tell him? Nope. Because Hitchcock's job is to put the best product on the ice and do what's best for the St. Louis Blues because this team is not called the St. Louis Brian Ellis. And you've got to win. There is heat on this team from the coach to the players to the front office. Win now. I agree. So it's uh, interesting. So let's uh, let's get wrap up with some uh, news and notes about the show. Cool. So notes and notes and jokes and jokes. Spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> so, um, as we maybe saw on our Twitter and Facebook pages, we made a little appearance this week. We did on the John and Kane show on IndioRadio.com today. Technically earlier today. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was fun. Those are good guys. So we, at least right now, we have another one booked right before the playoffs start. Yeah. We'll be on the 15th. Well, we're, we're recording, recording on the 15th. 15th. I don't know when we'll air. So we'll, we'll let you guys. And easily it looks like the Monday afterwards, or we'll I see. So. We'll talk to them and see what we'll tell them as soon as possible since the playoffs are starting. Yeah. You know. So yeah, so we did a couple things there and just kind of talked about the show. And thanks to everybody for listening. And, and if you want to go listen to that show, you'll find out the newest addition to the Blues Hall of Shame. Yeah. So leave that as an exclusive to them, and then uh, listen. And then we'll probably bring it up on later editions of the show. Sure. But for now. Left that with them. So nice guys, and there might be some stuff going on. We'll we'll, yeah, we'll, keep, we'll keep you guys up to date on that. But for now, you'll still get us in our podcast podcast glory right now. Indeed. So, like I said, check it out indioradio.com. Yep. So, like I said, they have it and streaming. Yep. And streaming. And they're also on they're on iTunes as podcast. So just look up uh, Indio Radio. I N D I O. Correct. Radio. Good music. Uh, the John and Kate show is awesome. Yeah, nice if guys. You like the whole um, morning show style of, of radio. Lots of guests, lots of 
topical information. It's really, really good stuff. And people in St. Louis will recognize both John and Kane. John was one half of the former Joe and John show from the point back in the 90s. Uh, Kane has been all over St. Louis radio uh, since I believe the late 80s. Um, both really good dudes, both really funny. Uh, if you like alternative music, NDO radio is really cool. And uh, it's cool that, you know, they had a song. I think they're going to start trying to uh, broaden the scope of what NDO radio does and, and try to do more than just uh, music related programming. Yep. So, and yep, awesome studio as well. So, it was good. Yeah, dude, Shock City Studios is incredible. So, good stuff. So, check them out and, uh, you know, let them know that we were on the, sh- in the show and that you like us and stuff like that. Yeah. So, if you want to get a hold of us on. Oh, shout out to Sugarfire. Ah, uh, yes. So, we've had, I've had a lot of tweets lately from Sugarfire and, uh, A, fantastic food. Yes, get in my belly. Yeah, brisket, uh, melt in your mouth. Hell good. Yeah. You just want to sit there with no pants on. Indeed. I, I'm not going to lie. I have done that. Yeah. Not in the restaurant. Though. Not in the restaurant. That's just uh, hella illegal. That, that's to-go orders. Yeah, hella illegal. And yeah, Sugar Fire, uh, thanks for a shout-out, and we will be in soon. Indeed. So, good stuff. So, then, uh, now. now. <laughs> if you can get a hold of us on Twitter, it'd be at BluesHockeyNHL. If you want to get a hold of myself, it's at JPMBluesFan21. I am at Hossapalooza. And then also get us on Facebook, uh, Blues Hockey Podcast on Facebook, which uh, I'm thinking, like, it's with the Blues kind of, like, doing very well and just being kind of talked about. I guess that's, like, making the podcast kind of, like, circulate. Sure. Because I get a lot of, like, likes lately. and That's awesome. So um, thank you for everybody who's doing that and hopefully catching the show now. So that's fantastic. And then let's see. Melissa at MSR Melissa Nicole has some good boy the one this morning <laughs> some good pictures what's going on what it do <laughs> I, I won't even say what I, had. So I said this morning I looked at my wife I'm like is that what I think it is and she was like I can't tell I tried <laughs> to zoom in but I'm not even lie so go to her page go to her Twitter page front, I zoomed in on the picture I can't tell you so there you go so yeah, idea what we're talking about go check her out uh, also on Instagram it's Melissa Nicole and also Facebook I think it's the same thing yep so she had a lot of good stuff, and she's helping us out still. So, Indeed. Like I said, we got to, uh, you know, we'll bring you the end of the season coming One up here. Week. I'm going to try to get a playoff preview done before next week. So Wednesday we're going to be busy with the 15th. Yep. We have our hockey season start back up the 16th. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get our friend Dominic to give us an Eastern Conference preview once that's finalized. Cool. Um. You might not have to be here for some of this. I'm going to have to just do it. All right, that's fine. So, um, and then also, I'm going to try to hit up some of the other podcasts. The Beyond Checkerdome guys, and probably the Loose Chicklet guys, whoever I can, probably get Ponder. And I'm going to try to slap together, like individually, I'll, if I have to do it, depending on time. Also, I'm going to try to get Brad Lee on from St. Louis Game Time. Cool. And just kind of think about whoever the Blues are playing, get their take. And I'm going to try to get a bunch of people's takes. And put it all together. Maybe I'll post them individually. Maybe I'll put them all together in one podcast, depending on how long they all go. And then I'll put that out there as a big compilation or just a bunch of little bitty uh, mini episodes we'll have just to kind of get some uh, content out there for the playoffs. Because playoffs come. um, Yeah, so it's going to be interesting times. So I know we're going to be watching those games and doing a bunch of stuff. This is my favorite time of the year. Uh, it's my most tense time of the year. Oh, so I listened to, I think it was 101 today, and they said, uh, Carragher said this is like the best, just two 10-game, ten 10-day ten segments out of the year he loves. This 10-game starting today, or yesterday technically, I guess, and then in September when football starts, because he's yeah. like, today's like, we have baseball starting, NHL playoffs are heating up, the end of Final Four. Oh, this is the best time of the year for sports. And then you have, and I think the one in September was like when football starts and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you don't have right now is football because you've got you've got Tenic- college basketball. Technically, you're damn close to the draft, which people consider yeah. that's like, yeah, that's people. I know. I I think I did actually a couple of years ago. I took off. I knew somebody I worked with had me over, and we watched the first whole first round. I, I, I can't do it. I can't. I know. This will be, I mean, I we it's more like we talked through the whole thing and like sure. we just BSing. Because it's like it's really just watching guys walk up, smile, take pictures. And it's, it's like, like watching a high. It's like watching a college graduation. You know, so it's you know, I don't, I get it, I don't get it. Yeah. The NFL is just like a year-round thing now. It's not just. It, it is. It totally is. Dude, when you're watching guys just run 
and jump. I know. Like on the uh, uh, combine. combine. Yeah. It's like when that's televised and getting like stuff now. I know. Did our friend take off and watch that? Or yes. did he watch it? Uh, Dude, like I would, I wouldn't even watch NHL. Like NHL, like three years ago, three years ago, I was forced to host a draft guys weekend uh, at my house with uh, our buddy we play hockey with and two other guys we went to college with. And I was like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I really just don't care. But I was the only place so we could all post up for a weekend and do it. I wanted to beat my head in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it. College graduation, but whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, everybody's got their thing. Like, I mean, I guess up there, and like, I'll pay attention to like, what the Rams do, just because. I, I just, I'm more of like, I like to know what's going on. I not even care. Same with the Cardinals. Like, I know, I know what's going on, but I just. Don't. I flip back and forth between periods. I watched the Cardinals game last night. Yeah, so I mean, it was a big night. Yeah, well, Cardinals win in the <laughs> opening night, three nothing. Yep. And to Wrigley falling apart apparently while getting repaired. Oh my god. Yeah, that's Did hilarious. you see the article today about the bathroom lines? Yeah, where people are going in beer people cups and, in cups. and setting them down. It's like those are there's like what twelve cups in the corner of yeah. like the thing, and they're like that's the, uh, not beer. The Deadspin article has pictures of people posted of the men's room line being so long that it came back into the field and down the inner concourse lines really? of the stadium. Wow! They said it was a half hour wait to use the bathroom. Oh, dude! Like I, if that happened, I just post up and do it right there. Yep. I don't. I I just I leave. I heard they're bringing in like stuff to like a uh, uh, porta potties and stuff just to like keep up with it. It's like I understand the winter was bad, but it's like is it that bad that you couldn't fix like you could? Wrigley's a dump, dude. Correct, but I mean, like, if the winter was that bad that you couldn't work inside that stadium inside right. like the bathroom. That's why I just don't. I mean, I'm not a contractor, so I can't yeah. make comments. So I don't. That place is. I get I've never been. I've never been. So I lived there two years. I went. I went a ton. It's a dump. It, I mean, from the sports nostalgia thing, it's cool to go because it's 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 Wrigley Field, man. Yeah, I I, I think I want to go once just that I went. Hella small. Yeah, that's why I hear. So. Yep. So that's enough baseball talk. We did a well-rounded sports talk in this we one. We did. We got from wrestling, wrestling to, to hockey, hockey to baseball. So there you guys get us all all around. We're we get to give you everything. We got a sports center, and look at us. True. We don't need you don't need no do sport. It. You don't need no sports center. All right. Well, that's about it. We'll wrap it up here, and we will speak to you guys when the playoffs start. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the next time we record, it's gonna be playoff season. It's yeah. Like Christmas. It's going to be good. Santa's coming. Santa's coming. See you guys.